Welcome, hockey fans, to episode 14, our Jamie Ben episode. A little nudge to the MLB playoffs are going on this crazy evening tonight with the matchups we have. But welcome back to Off the Tape Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer. Join me are, are, is my co-host, Steph, and our editor, Tibet. How's it going with you two guys? Yo. Well, uh, you stole Jamie Ben from me as the jersey. This is why I asked you who you were going Got to him. pick. But I guess I have to pivot <laughs> to uh, Tibet. You might know this last name because it is one in the NHL right now. But Theo Fleury is a legendary Calgary Flame who wore the number 14. And Spencer actually has a cool story about meeting Theo Fleury after reading his book. Yeah, you overestimate my knowledge in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just assumed you knew who Mark andre Fleury was, the old Penguins goalie. I, I've heard of the name, yeah. Penguins goalie, I mean the Golden Knights goalie. Well, I said the old Penguins goalie. Oh, I didn't hear the old in there. Yeah, no, no, I've, I've, I've definitely heard of the name before, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, yeah. Now, well, now to bet you get to say your number fourteen. Probably the oh, greatest yeah. number My fourteen number of all 14. time. Yes, Brendan Shanahan. Ooh, you didn't <laughs> see that one coming. <laughs> oh, of course, he picks a Toronto Maple Leaf employee, though. Yeah, but he did win three Stanley Cups with the Red Wings. Facts well <laughs> being hit us hard here. <laughs> Bring in the knowledge. Uh. Uh. <laughs> But, uh, well, yeah, no, it's true. I, 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 I had the opportunity, not meeting Shanahan, but, yeah, I had the opportunity of meeting Theo Fleury back in 2014 when he on a book tour, and I went to one of his live shows, and after the show, got an autograph and spoke to him afterwards. He's uh, he Theo Fleury and Brendan Shanahan won gold medal on Team Canada in 2002 Olympics at the Salt Lake City Winter Games hey, there, bud. Nice. Nice. Damn yes, facts. <laughs> Yeah, no, the only players fact. that play together. Good job, Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I only chose Jamie Ben because the cool fun fact of Jamie Ben was how he was drafted in the fifth round by the Dallas Stars. He only slipped that far down because he had a potential baseball career uh, going for himself in college as well. Ah. So I only picked Jamie Ben because of the big baseball games tonight. Nice. So just a little in, in, uh, in honor of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But without you know, other than that, we'll skip over from baseball to the real talk here, and uh, you know we finally you know all we've got is some free agent news and some of the bigger names finally found new homes and uh, you know states and only new drivers license plates coming along. Yeah, I mean the two big fish you could say uh, in uh, Taylor Hall. Chera hasn't let no Chera hasn't found a spot yet. Ha. That's a that's 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 a gigantic fish. That's not a big fish. Uh, but we're talking about the salmon here, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but if we uh, yeah, there's not much salmon in Buffalo, so I don't know. Uh, so because <laughs> Taylor Hall signed there, and we saw Petrangelo go to Vegas, which was expected. But yeah, we can, we're going to definitely get into those two names and some of the other smaller names which signed in uh, some spots, and maybe get into. Uh, Another Ottawa upgrade that happened. Uh, another Russian in Ottawa. Who would have thought after uh, years of not seeing many, not seeing any Russians in this town? That's right. Alexey Yashin and Alexei Kovalev are coming back to town, baby. <laughs> well, had we Pop signed Askarov, had we signed Askarov, <laughs> we could have had uh, we could have had Putin in town too. But oh well. <laughs> Bring over every other Russian. Putin not happy with us, so he decides to stick back because we didn't take a frigging goalie. <laughs> uh, well, secretly, I mean, having a uh, 
a head of state of a, of a foreign country own your team is probably not something you want uh, just from, from many legal standpoints and implications. So maybe we'll be happy we haven't drafted Askarov. Uh, maybe Nashville might regret it soon. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, as you said, uh, the two biggest names on the market there found new homes. Taylor Hall only signed to a one-year deal with the Buffalo Sabres, which a lot of, well, I'd say almost generally probably everybody but management in Buffalo and Taylor Hall himself were surprised at that. Yeah, I'd say only Taylor Hall isn't surprised. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's an interesting contract too. It's $8 million for the one year, but what's interesting is that there's a, the, there's a $1 million signing bonus, so he's getting paid $7 million throughout the season. So he's already gotten a one and six zeros followed by it in his bank account, you could say. Yeah, it must be nice. You yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> must be nice during COVID of all times too. Like, like you know, we we're, we're as happy when we find the five dollar bill on the ground out here. <laughs> yeah, this guy just saw his bank account explode in 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 a heartbeat. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's kind of funny how one big name like that in Taylor Hall really turns your projections and your mocks on the Buffalo Sabers. You know. Yeah, but does it really though? Because Taylor Hall, everywhere he's gone, that first round pick has followed him. So I don't know what the ha. I don't know what the Buffalo Sabers are, are, are hoping with. I, I think they're just they're hoping for the first overall pick now, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe in twenty twenty three you'd want or twenty twenty two you'd want that, but I don't know if you want it in twenty twenty one. But um, it, it's kind of interesting because Jack Eichel, huh? Unfortunate for uh, Jeff Skinner there because uh, two left handed shooters now, but you could say that they've, they've gotten some depth on the wing, which is actually really important for them because it's something they were missing is having two lines that could provide consistent offense. And if Taylor Hall finds some type of chemistry, it doesn't have to be with Jack Eichel, but with the second line center, they could have two 1B, 1A, or maybe even somehow two 1A lines, which deliver offense for them. Something that's been lacking because I feel like now in the NHL, if you have really good two-way defenseman in your core, maybe one off, super offensive one and super defensive one, you can get away with a lot. I mean, we saw that with, with Pittsburgh years ago when they won the Cup. They kind of had, I don't want to say a bunch of nobodies, but they just had solid demon, and it just kind of adds to that offense for Buffalo. Yeah, I still think that they need, you know, still a number one goalie. Yeah. Like, I don't think your Carter Hutton and your Linus Allmark are going to be the answer for your team. No. Um, again, they do have, you know, their young Finn there, Uku Pekka Lukanen yeah. in the pipeline coming up. Years away, though. The, uh, what do you call it? What do you call, like, a baby buffalo? Oh, uh, Not a bison. No, I it's actually don't line. know. Uh, we might have to ask Tibet to Google a baby buffalo. <laughs> a baby buffalo. <laughs> baby buffalo it shows, like, Rochester. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, you know, and they're looking pretty good. Well, their defense has a whole bunch of, you know, NHLers on it. But, I I, I mean, all these additions mm. to the team. And a calf. Game. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's like a cow, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're in the same family. Same family, yeah. Well, how about that? <laughs> um, there you go. So, the little calf there yeah. <laughs> in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little Finnish calf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, uh, but no, like, you know, you look at how acquiring Jeff Skinner just a couple years ago, uh, you know, for him, they get now Taylor Hall in the wings there. Victor Olofsson was a great surprise this past season as a rookie. Yeah. If Skinner can 
come go back to his uh, goal scoring ways, which would be phenomenal. And Sam Reinhart. Yeah. Whether he's traded for help or he can reestablish himself as a top six winger, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But I really like the additions down the middle. They brought in, you know, obviously Eric Stahl and Cody Eakin for him via free agency, and I think that's 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 going to help Jack, uh, Jack Eichel. Where it's he's not going to be like, yeah, every time something's needed for like a face off here, or a center man. Oh, Jack Eichel has to be the answer, you know? Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, outside of that, you know, we saw. Alex Petrangelo uh, putting uh, the, eight, the his his wager and his odds on the Vegas Golden Knights to take him to the glory land again. Yeah, I think he's uh, betting on the strong core they have there uh, to, to to definitely get another, win another ring. Who knows? Maybe even two. Uh, massive contract for him. Fully deserves it, though. I mean, you could say he's been the best de- defenseman in the league for the last two to three years easily. Seven years, 61.6, what was it? That's like about an 8.8, 8.7 million dollar cap hit, if I recall correctly. Uh, good, Great for him. I mean, he gets seven years. He can settle down, something he definitely wanted to do. And I mean, you know what? I think the Leafs still win. They get Zach Bogosian on a one-year deal for one million. So, you know, uh, too bad for Toronto. Uh, or Sorry, too bad for Vegas on missing out on uh, Zach Bogosian. But they have to settle for uh, Alex Petrangelo. Well, and that's the thing, too, with Vegas. And, you know, you heard all the frustrations coming out there of all the players. Yeah. Where it's basically, if you're making, like, over $3 million, you're automatically put on the trading block. Yep. Just because they had to, you know, create salary cap space. And it's a, it's quite unfortunate that it came to that. But that's and that's not exactly how you want to run things on a professional hockey team, you know? Where it's like, yeah, we're going to get this guy. So everyone is on the block. Just yep. so we can bring this bigger... Name guy and everything. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate because you kind of, you know, huh, I guess uh, to to put it, uh, I don't know, I don't know. You you clench your butt cheeks and you just kind of hope that you don't get uh, get sent out of the uh, get sent out of the city. I mean, it's a really fun city. All I've heard is really good things. Just just online, seeing all the different people that are, that have spoken to the players. They love the organization, and who wouldn't love to be in Vegas, right? So. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, and you know it's it's an upgrade for the team, and it, it puts them as uh, I would say the betting favorites, pun intended, uh, for the upcoming NHL season whenever that begins, right? Yeah, no, there's certainly somewhere up there, and uh, you know another team that was quite busy uh, with contracts as well was the Bleu Blanc et Rouge. Yeah. From the uh, province de Quebec in the Canadian de Montreal. Yeah. And where we saw them bring in a free agent, Tyler Toffoli, signing him to a four-year contract. Yep. And giving extensions to their backup goalie, Jake Allen. Yeah. And as well to a long-term extension to Brendan Gallagher. You know what? Activity, right? Like, uh, Bergerman is getting things done. Um, I would say he added some more... You know, he added experience, Tyler Toffoli, uh, a guy Stanley that's... Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not just that, he's, he's not a small kid. He's a pretty tall, big kid. So, I mean, that's what now? Anderson and Toffoli, that's two more members of the Biceps Club, you could say. Uh, so, I don't... I, <laughs> Kept Gallagher, so... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> Gallagher's... Cool say, like, that's monkey bars. <laughs> I, I would say Gallagher's heart is the muscle that is in that club, in that muscle club. Uh, we'll leave the Biceps to the big boys, but I definitely Gallagher is kind of the... 
you could say, I don't know, he's the heart of the team and he, and he really keeps them moving forward, I think. So I think that's a great re-signing for them. Uh, Montreal also signed Jake Allen as well, uh, the same day that they signed Gallagher. So that's uh, that's good for them. And, you know, they're just uh, filling in that roster really well after some su- really good success this year. It's, it's shaping up to look good in Montreal. I, I haven't been this positive about their forward core in a while. I don't know about you. I know you're a pretty big... Uh, I, I know you I know you like to cheer for them when, when Ottawa is out and everything like that, but I guess from a from a non-fan kind of standpoint, how do you see them? Yeah. yeah. No, you know, loving the moves and everything that Bergevin is doing. Like, uh, you know, like we've talked about, he's bringing in some good muscle there with... Anderson on the wing, keeping Gallagher long term, which is great. Yep. I think he is definitely due to be the next captain once uh, Weather Weber, Weather Weber, geez, uh, sorry, Weber Weather uh, contract <laughs> expires. Say that five uh, times. Or are they just, <laughs> or they happen to hand it over to him regardless. Yep. Um, but I, I like, uh, I've always liked when, you know, teens bring in guys with the Stanley Cup uh, experience, pedigree, and championship experience so i love that it's a fully signing and four years at you know 4.25 million dollars i think that's a great contract for him there yep you know it's uh coming along pretty well i believe um you know well, well one thing i wanted to make a statement of was also how we saw vladislav namasnikov yeah namasnikov yeah. namasnikov however you pronounce it i think the second one was great <laughs> well so he signed a two-year contract with detroit i'm just Throwing my speculation out there that I've mentioned previously to uh, amongst us, but I think he signed like not not the biggest signing, but just something a little noteworthy is the fact that his younger brother Max Namesnikov uh, was just drafted third overall in the OHL draft back in April by the Sarnia Sting. Yeah. So to find that Vladislav here signed a two-year deal for you know just down the road from Sarnia is a uh, pretty good homecomings and it's just a two-year deal as long as it or as close to being his you know his fellow russian comrade yep. from the same mother yep. uh is there and everything yeah i um, mean that's really good i mean it, it's nice to see too if, if that is the reason I, I threw that i agree with you totally i mean the other reason i kind of threw in there is you know what he's going to a team which has no offense he might get top six minutes uh, with that said, getting those top six minutes and maybe even getting power play time can really bump up your production uh, from a, like the face value of this guy in two years going into the trade deadline for Detroit or just going into free agency again for himself could mean another boost in dollars ultimately because, I mean, he's played for Tampa. He played for an organization. Uh, Iserman is familiar with him as well. There's that connection. Uh, don't forget about that as well. So I would say that, you know... Well, Eisman drafted him. Exactly. So there, there is that connection too. So stars are aligning, you could say, for him to sign there. I mean, sometimes... You I can... say the, I'd say the wheels are turning in Motor City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, can't, you can't really make any puns with the wing, with the red wing, but we'll... So we'll oh, just you can, bud. Uh, <laughs> I say the week is over, and, and the red wings are no longer in the past to be afraid of. Ha. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't tell if I'm dying inside. Tibet has no words for that, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all he's got. And then, yeah, so basically, I, I guess we could we could in a sense, leave it at that a bit and, and kind of move on to talking about, um, 
I guess you could say two guys that have two NHL vets, you know, over a thousand games, oh, I believe over a thousand points each now in Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton. Uh, not just over a thousand games. Well, for Marlowe's 45 games away from surpassing Gordy Howe's all-time record for career NHL games played, and Joe Thornton, I believe he's only he's one and a half seasons away. But if you, I think he was only he was like 120 games away, I believe 120 or 136, something in between that. So yeah, <laughs> so a little more than just a thousand, <laughs> and a little more than just veterans. Uh, there, are, yeah, the, you know, the careers obviously they, they can see the white light, but you know, Patrick Barlow re-signing in um, San Jose, somewhere he's familiar. I guess we could say that's really not a surprise. I think that the surprise we got was Joe Thornton signing with our dreaded rivals down the 401, uh, I guess from uh, from Ottawa in uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Spencer. What the hell? I, I'd, I'd say just everybody in Ontario being forced to go down to southern Ontario there. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a, there's some rumors and speculation about it here and there, and of course, all your Sportsnet and TSN insiders were having, you know, chubbies going on last couple of years hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, for Joe Thorne and signing a one-year deal, minimum NHL contract signing there. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, joining the Toronto Maple Leafs in hopes of winning. It's, I, I unfortunately, I got to say that even overall Toronto's moves Kyle Dubas has finally listened and is smarting up a little bit yep. with some of his moves and bringing in some sandpaper. When you're looking at the likes of your Bogosian, you know, even though Thornton won't throw them around and everything, he's still a big guy and a guy where you need like the grit and toughness that he will bring off the ice into the dressing room. You know, yeah. You know, and again, you know, they brought in a guy like Wayne Simmons there. Um, Big body. Little, su- little surprise. They didn't want to keep Clifford, considering I think Clifford would have done a more suitable role as a, as like a grinder slash enforcer that I think that they're really wanting Simmons to be pegged as. Yeah. Um, and then, like as you mentioned just recently about Zach Bogosian also signing with them. So, you know, it, it looks a little better. But, you know, as my dad and I love to say, and, you know, anyone can look up history and see it, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, Always find a new way to lose. Yes, they do, and that is Got the on. best part. Uh, but yeah, so spe- I guess we can uh, come back up the four hundred one, up the four sixteen, and come back to our team, the Ottawa Senators, and talk about the some real of the- Ontario team. Exactly. Uh, you could say the real <laughs> English and French team because I like to poke uh, poke at the Montreal Canadiens a little too and say that they're in a totally different country. But that that's another topic that we can discuss another day. Uh, but yeah, so Ottawa, you know, a couple of re-signings here and there. Um, we'll get into the big one in a moment because definitely uh, seeing uh, Eugene Melnick spend this money kind of made everybody's jaws drop in Ottawa. But we saw Nick Paul get re-signed. Uh, two-year deal, $2.7 million, $1.35 per year. Uh, that was, that was uh, you know, keeping Nick Paul, who had a very strong end to the season last year. Uh, surprise there? Well, I'm just trying to get something out of the Spezza trade. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was that's an unfortunate one that we can't really get over. But you know, still, honestly, I think he started to really. Get I into wonder the why. Maybe if we had a better GM who knew how to make trades. <laughs> yeah, but 
uh, honestly, I don't mind. You know, we need some young guys still around, uh, maybe an expendable piece, maybe a trade for like a, a, a very lay round pick uh, next year or something like that. But yeah, I, I, just good, you know, filler role. He'll play bottom six minutes. And I, I wouldn't mind to see him play if he's the, with, with some of the guys he developed chemistry with last year. Yeah, Nicholas Paul was on a line with the likes of Logan Brown and uh, Shane. No, not Shane. Drake. Drake Batherson. Yeah. And they were like the you know top line in the AHL throughout all of last season. But I think definitely they, they see maybe more of Nicholas Paul being like a fourth-line centerman, you yeah. know, fourth-line winger even. it's a, I, I think it's just more of like a filler role kind of thing. I agree. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's also just having that chemistry in the dressing room too, right? The guys that you just groomed with in the minors. And as you mentioned, you know, Ottawa also went out and signed free agent Evgeny Dadnov. I was hoping you'd do th- it in the Russian accent, Spencer. How dare you not? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, when you're 6th gen Canadian, it gets a little di- difficult. But, you know, for your Evgeny Dadnov, oh, uh, he potentially line mates with Artem Anisimov. And you can't forget about Brady Kuchokov. Okay, that was yeah. Kuchok is a little Polish, but that's fine. I actually saw there's a guy in Russia. His name is Kuchokov. Oh, that was funny. That's funny. Yeah, well, like, maybe it's supposed to be like Kuchokovsky, and there's your Polish. <laughs> maybe, but but then again, I mean, it's all from that region. But the Dadnov signing, yeah, man, five million a year to a Russian. We haven't seen that since. I was going to say Alexei Kovalev, but since Sergei Gonchar in reality. But a forward Russian, we haven't seen that since Alexei Kovalev. A Russian, or just a forward over a couple million or uh, yeah. guaranteed on the top two lines? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, especially uh, because, you know, he, he had a little bit of a down season last year. But, you know, playing those top six minutes, playing on the power play there in Florida, he had a 70-point season and he had a couple there, like two in the 60s and in the upper 50s for a couple years there. And he's only 31, so... You know, hoping to get the fit just a tad past your prime, but definitely prime in the IQ area of getting Dadnov here for the next couple of years. Well, and he also played uh, half a season with Artem, Artem, uh, Art, <laughs> Artem Zub, yeah. Artem Zub, Zub. For, uh, where Zub and Dadnov did play half a season together a few years ago over in the KHL, hmm. and... He also was obviously teammates with Joshua Joshua Brown with the Florida Panthers there too, um, and then a little bit uh, of a little dressing room uh, connection with Eric Goodbranson from about eight years ago in the Florida Panthers dressing room too. So, you know, we're I don't know we're, we're doing some things with the Panthers and taking some of their players. I, I wouldn't surprise me to go after Mike Hoffman. Ooh. Yeah, that's a that's a, that sounds very familiar to me. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how he slots in. I mean, I personally see him as a, as a replacement for Duclair. But then again, Duclair's still on the market representing himself. He might crawl back to us and tell, you know, say <laughs> I'm going to take... We don't have the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we still have... I mean, he's not the only guy Ottawa signed. I know. I saw that we re-signed Rudolph Balsers to a one-year deal. He's a guy that came up a couple times last year when guys were injured. And we also... Uh, we also... We also... Uh, to signed joey decord as well and and i think the way that his contract is structured is also quite interesting yeah for decord yeah i don't know even though he's from uh boston massachusetts or from massachusetts uh, i think it yeah i think it is pronounced just decord yeah. isn't that like french for 
save or something or don't? No, d'accord is like agreed. Oh, well, I'm thinking of somebody else. But, uh, yeah, he signed a three-year uh, contract with all the Sanders. What's interesting is the fact that the first two years of the contract, it's a two-way con- it's a two-way deal. But in the final year, in the third year of that contract, it's a one-way deal, which means he would not be allowed to pass through waivers and could pretend, if he were to, he could be picked up by anybody. So, typically, if you see someone who signs a contract like that where it maybe starts off as a two-way and then, in the end, it is a one-way... It very much so means that the team has high hopes that when it comes to that one-way season, you're going to be on the team. Yeah. Um, as we saw that with Marcus Hogberg or Marcus Hogberg, yep. uh, where when he signed his two-year deal, the first year is two-way, and then which was last season, and now this year, in the second year of his two-year contract, it was only a one-way deal. Yeah, and it's and it's just it kind of makes you go, okay, well maybe Dorian is sending a message to him that you know. If he really does deliver, and let's say one... I mean, we just know that Nielsen isn't coming back in Ottawa. I mean, I've never been able to say in, I think, Ottawa history that we have all of these amazing potential... Goalies with amazing potential in our system, whether they obviously... Whether it comes to fruition and and they fully develop, I mean, who knows? But I don't think we've ever had this much depth through and through. I mean, we obviously signed Matt Murray to that deal. He's going to be around for a while. Uh, so we're. I think we're kind of hoping oh, I mean, that... it's so difficult when you have big-name guys like a Patrick Laleem, a Damian Rhodes, you know, Craig Anderson, where it's like the broders of our franchise, you know? What was the uh, what was the jersey that Seal had in his mom's basement that was signed? Which player was that again? Ron Tugnut. Yeah, Tugnut. Tugnut. That's right. Yeah, I do Tugnut. that. Tugnut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he tugs nuts, all right. But yeah, well, I oh. actually never thought of it like that until to that there. <laughs> tug nut. Yeah, that was the joke. Every time Seal walked by, he'd be like, "Tug nut." He would make you know Matt and how he makes his funny uh. like funny sayings, but he would always do that. So it's quite funny. But but yeah, like Matt Murray, and then your backup right now is obviously Hogberg. Nielsen is injured. I mean, I think that unfortunately with his concussions, it's it's not looking good career wise. Period. But then after that, you have Joey Decord. We have Gustafson, uh, and then who was the other one? Was it Mandelies or something like that? Was, was that Mandalorian? It? No, that's a TV show. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, Kevin Mandelies. Mandelies, that's Mandelies. right. Yeah, where he's likely going to be the starter in the ECHL if they happen to have a season. If yeah, um, as he is, I think he just graduated from junior hockey, where he was playing with the Cape Breton Eagles. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, man, Ottawa's goaltending, it's just such a logjam. So, I don't know if this is sending a message to It them. makes it, j- just having to think about it so often, it makes it real difficult having to roll out of bed first thing in the morning. <laughs> so, that's like, yeah, that's what I think about all the time <laughs> in the morning. No, Tibet, Tibet will be, you know, d'accord, d'accord. D'accord, like the Honda Accord. No, because you agree. <laughs> it's French for agree. <laughs> it's also a car. <laughs> that is true. Damn, so many meanings to accord. Who would have thought? But uh, but no, it's just very interesting. It's an interesting signing because of that last because of that last year. Like, what does that mean for Hogberg, who has a one year contract and who has a, sorry who has the last year of a one now one way deal ending this year? What if he nails it? And Murray signed for four years as well. So what does that mean? Is that does that mean that they believe that Hogberg is expendable? Would they bring up Gustafson? to play in behind like do they do they just kind of want to use Hogberg as a piece 
I mean, the way we're going, I give it a couple more years before we say, you know, we already got Gustafson and Murray. We're going to go out. We're going to get to Smith, and we might as well get Jari or Jerry, Jari from Pittsburgh Penguins as well. And screw it. Let's get Flurry as well. Let's just get every single friggin' Pittsburgh Penguins goalie there is. I mean, technically, Flurry's on the block. Wouldn't it be ironic if we took on half of his salary and him at the tail end of his contract for fun if we were in a playoff position from Vegas if they needed like, yeah. a name? <laughs> That'd be pretty hilarious when you think about it, because that would just put them two together again. <laughs> Speaking of also funny sense facts, uh, but Jason uh, Jason Spezza and Zdeno Chera happen to be the last two active players to be in the league to, that were eliminated by a Toronto Maple Leaf team in the playoffs. Ha! <laughs> That's actually... Really? Hold up. I'm trying to think of maybe who else was on that team that's still around. Nobody, eh? Nobody. <laughs> Damn. Nobody. Actually, speaking of uh, Zdeno Chera, he's one of the names Damn. that's still available on the free agent market right now. And that's a very interesting one, considering his age and, I mean, his pedigree is Hall of Fame worthy. So you'd be adding some amazing, first off, you'd be adding a very high IQ defenseman, obviously a little bit slower, and maybe he's had a couple of injuries. But, you know, just such a smart guy and a leader in the dressing room. I, I, I wonder if... And I, and I don't want to say On and it. off the ice. On and off, yeah. It's, it's, off the ice as well. And I've only heard good things off the ice, but I'm just I'm just remember meeting wondering. him, too. Meeting him as, like, a 9-year-old or 10-year-old kid. And being like, wow, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is what 6'9 looks like, eh? Yeah, well... Holy 6'9. And, and, and the thing that kind of <laughs> makes you go, are his knees... Are his knees? Are his days numbered? Are his, are his, oh, yes, knees, his knees dumbered? You say his knees. <laughs> uh, yeah, are his knees dumbered? Are his day, I'm, I'm doing what you did earlier. I'm switching around my uh, consonants at the start of my words. But, you know, Matt Grizzlechick signing today. I mean, four-year deal, 14, 14 million altogether. You know, you start to see all these uh, all these names get signed. You start to see the money kind of dwindle down for Boston or the available cap space they have, and you start to wonder, well, is he going to go somewhere else? Yeah, well, and that's what his agent just came out saying the other day, saying how his clients, the Daniel Chair, there is looking at all options, you know, and it again, it would be kind of different and interesting. Uh, look, seeing Chair in a different jersey, but. You know, it's it, maybe he just sees that you know as, as great as it would be to finish off playing with Boston. That you know, obviously you want to keep contending and playing in the league, right? And yeah. if you don't think Boston's going to be able to do that, you know, with Krug having left, Tugarask is likely in the last year of his contract, and he's set to retire come well the next off season that there is. And uh, so yeah, I think for you know Chair, maybe see something like that. It's like maybe this isn't the right fit to win one more time, go on a run. Not just that, he'd be if he re-signed with them, they would have about nine defensemen on that depth chart. And well, I mean, he counts as two because his friggin', yes. you know, the the Bruin size guy that he is. But I mean, when you think about it, I mean, re-signing, he's a Bruin for a new deal. Ha. That's a little bit. You Cringing really so hard right you went now. you stretched as far as Char is tall to get that pun. I'm gonna be honest with you. But I, one thing that I did read uh, today. Well, don't be grizzle check about it now. <laughs> one thing that I did read today though is that it seems like it is the Bruins waiting on Chara. So it's not something that is um, the Bruins are kind of gonna force him into. They're waiting to see what he says. And I just wonder, you know, what what other teams could you see as fits? For him, that maybe 
that that are maybe lacking a sixth guy, you know, or a seven that would play somehow where they'd be willing to kick down a six. What type? What team could really use that? <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, that's too much. <laughs> But you're not wrong. Uh, I, you're not wrong. I think I, Let's stop it. Well, I think I think Chero, he, like he'd be great as a five six guy on a team. Yeah. Potentially even jump in as a number four guy on the back if end. If needed on the um, PK, those are probably your two places that he. Well, exactly. Like, like you tell him straight up, you know, Chero, we want you as a five six guy and PK time. Holy you know, shit. outside of that, it's like maybe maybe jump in as a four in case somebody gets injured, but we're fine with that. Man. But I think he's definitely looking at, you know, who are some of the better team, like, you know, maybe even, you know, a team that actually would be pretty great for his, uh, his, his, uh, like his, well, his frame, his framework <laughs> and uh, in the dressing room <laughs> would be the Dallas Stars, you know, with the young lads that they have there and your Klingberg, Heiskanen, and Lindell. How often do teams that are not named Pittsburgh in the last 10 years go back to the final the next year, though? Well, that's what I mean. You know, it's, some players will look to do that, and of course, it's just like, well, that's your fault for doing that. Us fans can recognize that, but somehow it slips through the players' minds. You know, but hey, if I was earning seven-digit figures, I would let it slip too. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, though, now that you, as you were talking there, and honestly, I was not listening. I was just kind of in my mind going, "Huh." I know it happens. <laughs> Chara, Chara on Vegas. That actually sounds pretty dope. Not gonna lie, there's not much of a color change. It's just. Yellow to gold, the black stays, and, you know, some gray and some red. So he'd look good in that jersey when you think about it. Well, and just, you know, throwing home with, like, a white cloud on the third defense pair. Yeah. You know, that'd be pretty stunning there on the back end. And, heck, you know, Chero is really wanting to go all in for a big... Like, obviously, you know, you can easily say Vegas just because of all the big moves they have. And they're looking like a favorite right now. But, uh... You know, it'd certainly be uh, something else to happen there. Who did Vegas take from Boston in their expansion draft? I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I think it was a nobody. It was either a nobody or they traded to not get anybody taken. So they still took a nobody. Right. <laughs> yeah, ha. That's funny. But, uh, no, other than that, it's, uh, you know, you still have your Hoffman and your Grandlins out there as UFAs. Uh Outside of that, I think everyone else is truly just depth guys, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know who uh, who who he's going to pick, but it's... Oh, they took Colin. Oh, they Spencer, took Colin, Colin Miller. Miller yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just looking it up, and it was Colin Miller on defense, so... And then they traded him to Buffalo. And, and we all know what happens when you go to Buffalo. So well, you you you're you giving wings. wings. Ha ha! Got him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was gonna say your career dies, and you're probably given wings as a consolation prize. But that's yeah. There you go. For sure. But yeah, no. The it ha- it's been kind of quiet. You know, some extra names here and there signed to the signed with teams. Uh, not many big names. Obviously, there's still some left. You got your Hoffman left. Uh, where's he going to sign a Pierce sniper? Could a team use him, maybe hide him on the second line and then, you know, use him in power play situations? Uh, I mean, Kyle Clifford... It's a lot of depth guys now that are left, you know? Yeah, like like a, like a guy like Kyle Clifford, he went and, you know, he got two years somehow with St. Louis and 
uh, it, it's very interesting to see where some of these names are going. And like we talked about on the previous podcast, the amount of money that they're getting, you know, it's such, there's such small contracts. I would say that Joe Thornton, if the cap was still going up, would have easily gotten 1.5 million, but that's just not, he has to take a 50% pay cut because of it, you know? So I'm even kind of surprised some of these free agents haven't opted for to like some of the guys, you know, who would be like bubble players kind of. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you might be able to fit in here as like a fourth slash, you know, black aces kind of guy. Yeah. But, you know, if you're a guy who was like, you know what, maybe I'm not being signed anytime soon. Yeah. I'll go play in Europe right now. We know we're NHL season not starting for a few months. Yeah. So I'll go play out there and maybe depending on how well I can show and uh, show off myself and everything yeah i can maybe get a, an nhl contract on a one-way deal somewhere because like they're like, wh- like why like why wouldn't someone like an alex galchenyuk not go to the khl play for a couple months and be like yeah look at how good i just did here in russia and i want an nhl contract yeah i mean but that but there's guys that i don't know if they're willing to go like the stories you hear on some other just the stories i've heard from ryan whitney on on his podcast that he does there about the about him in Russia, it, it, it's just craziness, and you kind of wonder if if players kind of talk to other players that are non-Russian that have been up there or non-European, uh, and that probably maybe makes them shy away from that. Yeah, you're right. Gelchenyuk, obviously, with his Russian background there, it, it kind of makes sense. But what about guys like? <laughs> Even though he's from Milwaukee. Yeah, but what about guys like Vatten and Hamannik? Like ta- those are pretty solid three, four defensemen still available. You gotta wonder if they look at some of the contracts like uh, Cody Cece's and go, "Oh man, I can, I definitely deserve more Ooh. than that guy." <laughs> well, unless, I don't know. Unless you're a Jim Rutherford, then yeah, <laughs> welcome to his club. <laughs> man, Jim, Jim's too old. He's got to retire and give it to somebody young. Like you could tell. I don't want to be mean, but you can just tell that something's hitting him there, and he just doesn't know what to give guys anymore. Well, it's yeah, you know, the the perfect duo, Cece and Johnson, could have happened. But okay, so but, but that's what I'm talking about. So these defensemen that are not Cody CC level, uh, Vatnin and, and Hamannik, they must look at Philly and like Philly resigned Gustafson one year three mil, and Ryan Graves got three point one six cap hit per year over. Th- well, he was an RFA with Colorado. No, I, I know that, but these are still really good defensemen who are better than those two players, at least in my opinion right now, or at least their values there. So you gotta wonder if they're saying, well, man, I definitely deserve like, I see they see Petrangelo get like. 8.8 they're like oh well i'm a little bit more than half of what petrangelo is so you got to think they're hoping to get around five if it's a long-term deal sort of thing you know yeah i definitely still think at least like someone for like hamannick where he wanted to play in western canada so obviously nothing with calgary there but yeah. I, i'm kind of surprised he and uh, he and winnipeg still haven't signed a deal yet yeah considering winnipeg's lack of defense in general on the right side yeah, I mean, but, uh, hey, you never know. I mean, he uh, if, if he does want to be in Canada, I know he's from Winnipeg there, but Dorian said we weren't done, so you never know if he maybe adds another one to the back end and he leaves the young guys to continue developing down under, like down under. Mm-mm. In Australia? N- not there. I think their hockey league's running. <laughs> I think everything's running down there. Oh, no, sorry, that's New Zealand. But, but still, you know... It's just, you gotta wonder if, if Dorian just kind of gives this guy a one- or two-year deal and says, well... We're definitely not well. We're definitely not going to break up James Bernard, JVD. But then you know we just drafted Sanderson. We have a couple of other guys down there. Like, do we just want to leave guys in the lower leagues right now? Let them continue to develop these next two years and just have some NHLers here while that's happening. Yeah, no, it'll definitely uh, be interesting. It's uh, it has been quite rumored around too that it's 
looking to be pretty quiet now as the NHL uh, gears up for the next season and everything. So it's going to be, I think, a, a lot more uh, or a lot less signings we're going to see and certainly a lot less trades as all teams are getting a good idea and a good fixture of where they stand right now yep. or where they stand on the ice. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be now back into the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rough couple months. Uh, we're definitely going to come up with some cool content for you guys and, and we're working on some maybe some cool little videos as well that we're going to throw out there. Uh, well, I mean, we just need to, you know, have Tibet shut up because he just blabbers on. These episodes get so long now and everything. Oh, no. man, I know. I just can't stop talking. Ugh. Aren't you proud of us for wrapping up at 40? Uh, yeah, at 40, I'm fantastic. like 27, dude. And, and oh, Spencer God, even botched the first, like, 10 takes of the intro, so I think we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that'll be <laughs> I mean, in the We don't really real. have to announce that now, now do we? <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll let you... Re- How about this? I'm going to sign off here, say peace out to the folks. Can't wait to have them, you know, join us. Hopefully, we're going to have some interviews and some fun new content in the coming months until the season begins, you know. And I'm going to let you redeem yourself with the closing here, Spencer. Peace out. A town. (laughs) I'm not going to sing. All right. See you later, everybody. All right. Well, thanks again for joining on in here to our podcast, everybody. Hope you uh, enjoyed and, you know, aren't too uh, stuffed from all your Thanksgiving meals out there and look forward to as much as we are to these upcoming dark days. I'll, I'll let our editor here take us off here now. Yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of Off Tape. We really hope you enjoyed it. And as always, you can listen to our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else podcasts are found. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Off The Tape. We hope you guys are all keeping safe and healthy, and I hope you all have a good day, you beautiful people.